Hello and welcome to another episode of Bring on the Podcast. I'm Luke Thompson, as always, your host. JT Van Gilder is here with us. JT, how you doing? Uh, not too bad. We're just enjoying the beautifully changing spring weather here in Kansas. Yeah, yeah. In Washington, we called it the, the, the false spring. It got warm and then we got a bunch of snow and, and, and cold this week. So, But we are also 15 days away from the NFL draft. So we brought on Kansas State guard Ben Adler. And he's been preparing, you know, getting ready. But Ben, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing well. So, yeah, I mean, what, what have you been up to? You, you're in Manhattan right now, but I think you, you've been around some other places to get some training in. How's that going? It's been going really well. So I uh, was down in Fort Myers for a while training, uh, getting ready for uh, Pro Day, and then um, came back to Manhattan at the beginning of March and did Pro Day, and then went on a little trip to kind of just relax and was gone for a few days and then came back and started working out with Coach True and uh, and his staff at K-State and have been working out with him ever since. Nice. And then, yeah, and uh, back in January, you got invited to the College Gridiron Showcase, right? How did, yep. How did that go? Um, I thought it went really well. Uh, I had uh, some good exposure, and there was a lot of scouts there, and I got to compete against some high-level players from different conferences and stuff like that. So it was it was a good experience, and, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So, I mean, going through this whole process, obviously you've got an agent, getting ready, probably talking to some NFL teams. Have there been any surprises for you? You know, uh, yeah, there was a few surprises from different teams, but just from what talking to my agent and, and stuff like that, he uh, has been talking to several different teams, and he's had a few teams reach out to him, interested, and and yeah, I mean that's I don't really know. They haven't. I've done questionnaires and stuff like that, and filled out personality tests. I think is what you call them to kind of see how you would fit with their team, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's basically what I've been what I've been up to with other teams. Okay. What's the weirdest question you've been asked? You know, there wasn't there's not a whole bunch of uh weird questions. It's a lot okay. of just getting to know you and stuff like that. Like getting to know your background, where you're from, getting to know your family, getting to know what all sports you played and and different different questions like that. Okay. Yeah, so you've got a lot of brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they say nice things about you? You know, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, that's good. And what about, you know, have you been able to get help from some of your old teammates who have gone through this process, like a Dalton Reisner or Scott France? They've been helping you out? I've talked to, uh, I've talked to Scott France and Nick Kaltmeyer and some of those guys. I, I haven't talked to Dalton. He was a, a little bit older than I was, so I never really had an opportunity to play with him. But um, I got to kind of talk with Scott also went to the CGS his senior year. So he kind of gave me some insight on what to expect down there. And, and yeah, and then kind of just talking to him about his draft process, he ended up training in Manhattan. So he kind of was able to tell me like what workouts would be like with strength coaches. And yeah. right. Well, he got stuck with some pretty bad luck because he went the, the COVID year, right? The first year. Yeah. So, yeah. At least you're, I mean, things are mostly back to normal now, right? Free to, yeah, I mean, I'm completely back to normal for the most part. Yeah. Just spending time in Manhattan and training for a few hours a day and then just trying to stay busy and, yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, what are the biggest things that like the NFL coaches and scouts have told you to work on? Probably pad level uh, is one of my bigger things is making sure I'm coming off the ball low with a, with a flat back and yeah, and just get my hands on defenders. I don't have the longest arms in the world. So that's kind of one of my disadvantages. So I got to make sure I get my hands on pretty quick. So if they can't get extension and, and mm-hmm. keep me off, uh, keep me off a block. Mm-hmm. And so is that the, the kind of stuff you worked on in, in Fort Myers with, it was Eugene Chung, right? Yep. Yeah. I got to work with coach Chung and kind of getting a, some of his his knowledge and stuff like that it was it was a lot of fun and we we definitely had quite a bit of fun and uh when we were down in fort myers and he taught us a lot of different things and a lot of different techniques and stuff that will definitely be beneficial to have in the future yeah yeah and you get away from the kansas cold down there too so that's nice. oh yeah my uh my parents weren't a big fan of that i'd go to the beach and it would be <laughs> 80 degrees and sunny i'm complaining about getting sunburned and there's six inches of snow on the ground back here <laughs> Nice. Yeah, and then you had a you had an interview that was up on on YouTube, the the, the film room or, or something or other. And one of the things you talked about that on there was you wanted to get your weight down a little bit, you know, get back to kind of your playing weight or get down to about three twenty five. So how's that process going? It's going slow and steady right now. Uh that was kind of one of the big things that my offensive line coach told me in college is if you're losing more than three or four pounds a week, you're not losing the right weight. He said that he was always telling me to make sure I'm losing three-ish a week, and that basically was saying that I was losing the right weight, not losing muscle, and and just losing fat. So, mm-hmm. but still on track to be where you want to be at in May. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for for a guy like you, losing weight is a lot different than just you know, like somebody like me or Lucas. Like, yeah, okay. we need to cut a few pounds. It's it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you could just be like Kyrie and start fasting during Ramadan, right? I don't know how he does that and played basketball game last night. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how. I, if I tried to fast before a game, it probably wouldn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyrie's a special dude. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, another thing, you know, you guys talked about, and I'm, I'm sure you, you hear a lot about as. Uh, you know, your versatility, you've played some center, you can play at both guard positions. You know, do you feel like that separates you from other prospects a little bit and helps you out? I think it definitely is beneficial that I can play all three of the interior positions. And and honestly, like, yeah, if they ever said, hey, we're down to tackle, we need you to step out of tackle, I'm not the ideal tackle, but I would definitely jump in there and compete and, and do my absolute best. But I think that definitely is beneficial for me to be able to play guard, both guards and center and getting experience. My uh, offensive line coach, Coach Riley, uh, had me start getting some experience with snapping the ball my junior year. And, uh, yeah, it was. I think it was definitely beneficial to have all three of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, another thing that makes you maybe kind of different from some of these other guys is you haven't been playing offensive line for that long. I, mean, I think you said you, you got into it late in high school. And I know, you know, you've talked about you focus on improvement every year. And I think, you know, we've seen that even through your career at K-State. You know, do you think that helps that you can point to, to that and then say, hey, I'm still improving a lot and haven't been playing for that long? And then there's a lot more potential left. Yeah, I think so. Because like, like you were just saying, I mean, I didn't start playing offense and defensive line until my sophomore year. And then when I got to college, I just was with offensive line and 
that's kind of been one of my big things is every year is just keep improving, never kind of plateau, like always keep getting better and better. And, uh, and I think that my film from my junior year to senior year showed that I had continued to get better and better and was more comfortable. And so I, I think, yeah, my, uh, that might be something appealing for scouts is that, that he hasn't been playing offensive line very much. So he has a lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah. And is there anything else like that? Any other intangibles that you try to emphasize or that you think scouts like? Um, I don't know if the I don't know if the scouts pay much attention to it, but I think something that I think is beneficial is kind of how I played different sports in high school, whether it was baseball with like hand-eye coordination and basketball mm-hmm. also kind of similar hand-eye coordination and shooting and and different stuff like that. But I mean, I think stuff like that could be beneficial to have on a resume. I don't know if they pay much attention to it. I don't really know what scouts look at in that aspect, but. I think it, I think it definitely doesn't hurt that I've played several different sports and can show that I'm athletic and can do that. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, JT? You got any questions here? I was just thinking about you know all this, the sports you played and you think you can sell them on on being a uh, you know like a wildcat quarterback. You know you can maybe <laughs> throw the ball a little bit or that kind of versatility. You know I don't think I, I don't think I move well enough to sell them on that one, but. Uh, I mean, I'm not against it. I, I played quarterback when I was when I was younger, kind of before I switched to the offensive line. I was quarterback, running back, fullback, tight end, kind of played those different those different positions. But if they told me, hey, we need a wildcat quarterback, I'd probably have a gigantic smile on my face and be like, okay. <laughs> there you go. I think if you get in an Andy Reid type offense, they can drop some pass plays for you. You can catch some touchdowns, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, what about, I mean, I'm sure, you know, at this point, you're happy to go anywhere, but do you have a dream landing spot or favorite NFL team or anything like that? Not really. I'm kind of, I've been talking to my parents about it and just an opportunity would be a dream come true. I I don't really have a preference where I go. Any team that, that picks me up will be a dream come true to even get to that next level. So uh, yeah, I've had friends and family ask me where where do you want to play at? What's your what's your ideal place? And I tell all of them the same thing. I I honestly don't really care to be honest. I want to just get an opportunity. That's all I've asked for since day one is just an opportunity. Okay, but for most of your family and friends, it's probably Kansas City, right? So you're close by. Thank yeah, you so much. Kansas City. They, I think my parents would like Kansas City just because it's so close and they could make yeah. all the games. Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well. Let's talk about some of your other teammates as well. I mean, uh, one guy that was getting a lot of buzz uh, recently was Skylar Thompson. I think he was it felt like he was moving up the the quarterback charts. You know, why do you think he's drawn attention from from scouts who might have overlooked him at the start? Uh, I think probably uh, is his work ethic. I mean, the guy's a straight up workhorse, and his injuries that he had. There's a reason he came back quicker than most people expected for all those injuries is because he was in the training room doing treatment all day, every day. And I think that's kind of what they noticed at the, at the, I'm assuming they did stuff like that at the combine and they could see he's a diligent worker and he works, he works his butt off. And I know NFL teams love that and love that a quarterback. And he's really smart too, when it comes to uh, knowing the playbook and knowing the offense and, so my guess is they, they started noticing stuff like that and were like, okay, this guy might be a little bit undersized or whatever for their reason to overlook him to begin with. But 
we're kind of starting to pick up like he can sling it pretty good. He moves pretty well. And yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, JT? Uh, how do you think Skyler fits in as an NFL quarterback? Well, I mean, that's the way Ben described it is, is perfect. I mean, he just, he seems like a super hard worker, you know, going to be a guy that's not going to be, you know, a bad locker room guy. So, I mean, I'd love, you know, I'd love to see him t- starting somewhere that, you know, it'd be great. But even if he could have a career like, like Chase Daniel and just yeah. stick around in the league for, you know, 12 years and just always being around and being available and would be pretty fantastic for, for a guy like Skyler. Yeah. I mean, Chase Daniel, we always talk about it. My Mizzou buddies, I think he's got to have the highest dollars to pass ratio in the NFL. <laughs> it's got to be up there. <laughs> So much money for so little actual game time. But, I mean, obviously there's a lot of work that goes into that still. not trying to <laughs> say that. Yeah, other guys from Kansas State. I mean, let's start with your, your buddy on the offensive line, Josh Revis. Have you guys been, like, working out together, Ben? Or? Yep. We worked out together when we were down in Fort Myers and went to, had the same trainer. We have the same agent and came back, did pro day. And he was actually one of the people that I kind of took a little vacation with. And, uh mm-hmm. Kind of just enjoyed some a few days off and uh, then got back and he's been he's been working out with me in Manhattan and been playing some golf on the side and we have some free time and yeah yeah who's a better golfer oh it's hands down me it's not even close <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah we we basically go out there just to talk and have fun we we don't go out there to seriously play if we we went and played. Uh-huh. Uh, a few days ago and we started out with two birdies and we were like, Oh, maybe we should keep track. And then we immediately started going downhill. So then we stopped keeping track <laughs> after like the fourth or fifth hole. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of like something that we picked up during COVID and it was something that we could go out and keep us busy for three to four hours and just give us something to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like you kind of have an unfair advantage. You got to learn from your dad your whole life, right? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely have, and also with the baseball experience and the hand-eye yeah. coordination coming yeah. with that, I, he uh, is definitely behind me a little bit when it came to that. So, <laughs> but he yeah. definitely, I, I can definitely say he's improved a lot in the golfing game. When we first started playing, there was a lot of swinging and missing and yeah. and stuff like that, and I was trying to be supportive and not laugh, but every once in a while I couldn't help but laugh. But um, <laughs> yeah, he uh, he definitely's gotten better. That's good. That's good. Well, then it's, it's it's nice to know that you know you're human at some things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You guys get recognized a lot if you go out and play in Manhattan. Yeah. So we had a membership out at Stag Hill our senior year. So we similar people are still working out there. George is one of the guys that is out there working, and uh, we'll run in. And he was happy to see us uh, the other day when that was the first time we'd been in in a while, and talked with him and talked to some other people that worked out there and they were, they, they were always good to us when we had a membership. So it was, it was really nice to see some of those people out there. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, yeah, so you we kind of went through before the podcast, there's a whole list of other guys that are getting ready. Any of those guys um, training with you right now or who else is? Um, big Tim Horn was down here training. He ended up going back to Carolina, but he was in man. Uh, he was in Manhattan training with uh, me and Josh and Noah and Russ. Uh, Russ Yeast showed up for uh, a week or so, but he's been kind of bouncing around doing workouts with teams and working out kind of closer to his hometown. And 
Cody Fletcher was working out with us for a little bit, and I think he went closer to his hometown and got out of Manhattan for a while. And I think the same thing with Nick Winters as he's back back home training and doing stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, what does it look like when a guy like Russ Yeast, who's you know, a lot smaller, plays a very different position, is, is working out with the offensive lineman? You guys do the same it's, stuff? Uh, well, it was – me and Russ weren't super close in the season. We were friends, but we weren't mm-hmm. on, like, a talk-every-day text-type deal. But we were roommates at that CGS game. And that was okay. kind of when me and him started getting kind of closer and talking a lot more because we were roommates for three, four days or whatever. And we kind of got to hang out and talk for a bit, just talk about his NFL process and what he's going to be doing, where he's going to be training. And and that's kind of when we figured out that we were going to be training at the same place. And, yeah, so that was kind of – it was kind of cool to get to know him a little bit better and spend some more time with him and get to know a little bit about him and his family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right. That's CNN. I mean, you got Daniel Beebe, you said, is uh, getting ready. Some yeah, he's uh, he training I'm not 100% sure what, what where he's training at right now. I hadn't seen him since Pro Day, and before that, I hadn't seen him since the bowl game. So I'm I'm pretty sure he was training in California, and I think he might have went back to California to keep training, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, okay. Um, and then a uh, name you mentioned is Nick Lenners, uh, the tight end. Where's he been at? What's he been doing? He uh, he had pro day, uh, and then I think he went back home and has been working out uh, in, uh, I think with one of his old high school coaches. I'm pretty sure. I was talking to one of our one of our friends that was on the team, Logan Long, and he said that he was back home working out with like an old high school coach and kind of just staying in shape, getting ready. Okay. Okay. By the way, are we going to see more tight ends catching passes in the future at Kansas State? Oh yeah, I think so. We got we got some good tight ends at K State. I mean, Nick Lenners and Bebe were really good tight ends, and I think it's only going up from there between Ben Sennett and Sammy Wheeler and and Swanson and those guys. I think it's it's only going up from there. Yeah, yeah. JT, how long is it gonna be before the the joke about you know, oh, K State actually threw to a tight end doesn't doesn't really work anymore? Um, I don't know. I, 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 hopefully it's, it's sooner rather than later. I, I'm actually, mm-hmm. you know, really interested in Ben's thoughts on, on the shift of, you know, to, of Colin Klein to coordinator and then the uh, promotion of, of Lee Pack since, you know, he was around both those guys the last few years. Yeah. So, um, coach Klein was, I mean, that's kind of where Skyler, I mean, he was a worker, he was a workhorse when he got to K-State, but that was another guy that really pushed Skyler to be his absolute best. And, I mean, you could see it in college that that guy, he just came to work every single day. And that shows as a coach now. And he's the same kind of coach as he was a player. He he definitely is, is diligent in his work and and gets a lot of things done. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I, I think LSU was kind of just a teaser of his uh, debut as coaching. And uh, I think he's going to be a heck of an offensive coordinator. And LePac, he um, – kind of worked with the tight ends a little bit and then after coach mess stepped down and uh they promoted him he uh is a really really good recruiter i don't have tons of experience uh working with him but i know that he was a lawyer and anybody that is a lawyer and has passed the bar and been to law school and and done stuff like that you, you know that they have to have a really really good work ethic so i think the tight ends are also in really good hands mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, another question for you. So, some big uh, K-State recruiting news, I guess. Uh, Aaron Lockett and, and Curry Sexton and Brian Morris said they're going to launch something called the, the Wildcats Den, giving fans a chance to you know support the athletes and yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess the, the, the student athletes at K-State through the NIL stuff. You know, how much do you think that helps the program? And are you, you said you missed out on that as a player. Yeah, I don't know a ton about it. I've seen it, but I haven't like really read into it a ton. So I don't really know that much about it. But I mean, I, it definitely can't hurt if it's giving players the opportunity to get NIL deals. I mean, I think I had one in college, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. which was more than some of my friends. And yeah, I mean, it definitely won't hurt. It could make uh, recruiting a little bit easier if they have that opportunity. Yeah. Speaking of the NIL, I mean, we talked before. Did, did you ever get to try that? Uh, what was that, that that cut of meat that the Nick like you talked about? Uh, no, I didn't get it. So the uh, what did he call it? It was um, from Jack Stacks. It was like yeah. uh, the Crown Ribeye or Crown uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't had the opportunity to try it, but it's it's okay. definitely. I would I would remember it if I read it. So whenever I get to Jack Stacks, <laughs> I, I definitely will remember it. Prime Rib, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, what about? I mean, so are, are there any uh, no coaches or or teams in particular that that you've been talking to a lot? And um, I mean, there's been there's been there's been coaches that have coaches and scouts that have reached out to my agent, and he's kind of gave me a a little bit of a list of teams that have talked to him and reached out to him, but direct contact to me i mean i like like i said i mean i've only done questionnaires and personality tests and different different stuff like that but okay and is that something that that they'd like you to keep secret as far as what teams are reaching out to your agent and stuff or i'm not 100 percent sure i i wasn't okay. planning on saying anything because <laughs> okay, i don't, I don't really want to get in trouble so i, yeah, I, don't, yeah. know, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right all right that's good uh, and then also, I mean, you talked about this, and I mean, you know as well as anybody after going through COVID that football can, you know, for whatever reason, sometimes it doesn't work out or can be taken away from you. Uh, but you got a pretty solid backup plan with your, um, you know, what is it, construction science degree? Yeah. 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 That's, pretty good uh, about that. That was uh, one thing that I said in the, in the uh, draft room or uh, that interview I did a, a few weeks ago is. I got a degree that I love and I'm passionate about and have jobs lined up. So if football doesn't work out, I can move back home. And and that's one thing that's nice about having a construction science degree and a business minor and stuff is, I mean, it's, it's a sought after business. Like there, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of need for construction right now. So there's going to be plenty of construction jobs. So that's always something that I can fall back on and, and still have a nice career with if that's uh, something I end up doing. But, mm-hmm. And I'm sure that uh, it doesn't hurt in Kansas to be able to say, hey, I played Kansas State football for five years. Yeah, so, yeah that definitely, uh, definitely is beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what kind of jobs exactly does that translate to in the real world? Like, what, what, are you, what are you looking for exactly? The job that I would be looking for is either a – subcontractor or general contractor superintendent which basically you read through construction plans and you're the brain behind putting a project together you're on site and 
they got different, there's different jobs that you can do, whether it's working from an office and doing stuff like that. But I, while I'm younger and still can move around well and don't have any knee or shoulder, any back injury or anything like that to worry about, I would like to be on the site, moving around, going from site to site and mm-hmm. kind of doing that stuff. And you, you could be the enforcer to go out if guys are slacking, right? I think you, you'd be yeah. pretty good at that job. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, I guess uh, you know, just, you know, what's your plan for uh, draft day or that, that weekend? So uh, I'll probably go home at probably a day before the draft and uh, kind of play golf with my dad, kind of just relax. And uh, then the day of the draft on that third, because I think it goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those days I'll probably just be camped out in front of the TV. My mom said she was going to take off work and keep me company. And mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know if that's a great idea. She gets way more stress <laughs> than I do. So I was like, maybe you want to go to work and keep your mind off of it. But uh, she said she'll be cleaning around the house and kind of just keeping me company and, and doing that kind of stuff. So I'll just be hanging out at the house and just hoping I hear my name get called. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we, we hope so too. Uh, looking forward to it. Should be fun. JT, you have anything else? No. Stay excited to see where Ben ends up. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm sure somebody will give you a shot in, in, in some way, you know, whether it's the draft or, you know, K-State's had some guys be undrafted free agents that have done pretty well too. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know that as well as anybody. So, yeah, it should be fun. Good luck to you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks a lot. I always enjoy it. Hopefully, maybe we'll get to talk to you, uh, you know, when you're on our NFL roster soon. Well, I'd love that. Yeah. Feel free to give me a call. I'd love to hop on again. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Uh, take care. I'm Luke Thompson signing off.